When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks and Sir Michael Ira Kaplan are on a quest to explore every town in America through the eyes of the scumbags, scoundrels, and world touring comedians who grew up there. Who knows what they'll find out? This is Lost in America. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 179, Kaplan. Yeah. My name is Turner Sparks. With me is Sir Michael Ira Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P, Kaplan America on Instagram. On the podcast today, we have Misha Kalen, stand-up comedian Misha Kalen, calling us in from Belarus. Yeah, he's a young man from, he went from Milan to Minsk. And he's going to give us all about it. Or he's, he's in Minsk. He's from Minsk. One of our favorite. I mean, Belarus has really been in the news recently, Kaplan. So we says to ourselves, we got to find somebody in Belarus. I said, ooh, my old friend Misha Kalin. We've been friends for, I don't know, 10, yeah. 15 years at this point. We started our comedy careers careers together at the Drunken Clam in Suzhou, China. Um, we were living down the street from each other. And now since recently, I think the last couple of years, he's moved back to Belarus. Now that the Belarusian president has made news for calling for there's the cure for coronavirus. He calls vodka and saunas. It's he's, vodka and sauna. He's kept most of the country open, is my understanding. Yeah, they're so. not social distancing. So this is a real test case. We're going to call Misha later to figure out what's going on. But before that, Cap, I have yeah, should I do my Zoom announcements? I mean, I'm a Zoom comedian. Yeah, let's break some that. Zoom news. Yeah, some Zoom news, guys. Stand up comedy. My last show I did was on May. I mean, March 5th or 6th. I want to. I say something like that. Right wow. now. Who knew? I will be. I didn't know that that would be it. And did that, you do a really good set that day? And not knowing it, or you didn't know? I think it was pretty good. Yeah, my last show yeah. was at the Living Room Show, Postmark Cafe. Oh, good in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And now my first show back will also be at the Living Room Show, Postmark Cafe. But instead of being at Brooklyn, New York, instead of being at the Postmark, we're doing this on Zoom. So we used to do this show Friday nights, every Friday at eight p.m. in Brooklyn. We would have this show. So now we are going to have this exact same show. Every or this Friday night, we're testing it out. Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's myself and Aaron Camino Smith, the guy I started the show with. We're gonna do it on Zoom. If you want to get into that show, you need to. You can register. I'll have the link up on TurnerSparks.com under my shows. Uh, so click through my shows and find it. That's on uh, Friday, May 8th, I think is the date. And click the link, reserve your seat. It is a free reservation, but reserve it. And then you will get emailed a Zoom link where you can Zoom into this show. I think we only have, we made 50 tickets available about 12 hours ago. We have like 11 left. So we might have to make some more available, but either way, we're running low. So do it and, immediately. And make and sure then, to drink two drinks at home. While you're watching. Two drinks at home. Next Monday, 9.15 p.m., Gus Tate and I are linking up with the New York Comedy Club, and we're doing another show. So that's 9.15 Eastern on Monday. You can watch me. Uh, or 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday. I mean, Friday, May 8th. 9.15 p.m. Eastern, Monday, May 11th. That's it. Now let's get to the show, Cap. All right. What do we got today? How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you, man? There's a lot of was... announcements to get through. I apologize. We also have Patreon subscribers. Should we get to we... them? Oh, yeah. We, we are. Um, this is our free show, but we do have a more important show, obviously, which is our Patreon show. We have got 10 new subscribers Much more since fun. last week. <laughs> We've had 10 subscribers this week, which is yeah. insane. So that show, 
We do it every Tuesday through Friday, every single week. So Monday is here for free. If you want the extra four days, it's for $5 a month. You get the extra four shows a week. It's just me and Cap. No guests. We're talking every day. Cap, yeah. our, our shout out to all of our new subscribers this week. We have Ann Patton. We yeah. have Henry Bone Ellis, the great Henry, Henry Bone Ellis. We have yeah. Casey Ellis, his wife, who was, uh, I, I promised, I, I don't know, I've known Casey my whole life. I've actually never met Henry Bone in person, but we gave Henry mm. Bone a shout out without Casey. So Casey Ellis, oh. they're, they're both in Dallas, Texas. We have Eric Wolf signed up in Denver, Colorado. Let's go on, Eric. Kim Trogio also in Denver. We have Turner Woodard out there in Indianapolis, Indiana. We have Peggy Hyden in Carlsbad, New Mexico. We have Linda Van Dam, I believe, in Sacramento, California. She is in Sacramento or maybe a suburb. Pat Godlov also in Sacramento. David Sabin, who is an old college. He is a fraternity brother of Gary Sparks's, as is Turner Woodard. I, I, Sigma Chi, baby. Sigma Chi. I remember I said the other day that these people were all, it was the big um, Gentile fraternity. I have been it corrected. Was. David Sabin is in fact Jewish. Oh yeah, Sabin's a Jewish last name. So there you go. He was the one. Brother Goldstein gave him a tour. Brother Goldstein. I, yes. Exactly. They have to have a token. They have to have one. And rounding it out, we have my cousin Terry Headley out there in Portland, Oregon. So we are covering, oh, and Ann Patton is in a uh, Oakland, Alameda. So we got the whole um, country the, covered right now. We have this the entire is great. country. We have people signing up all over the country. Uh, we have 44, 45 subscribers. We're making $262 and a if, month. If we get to um, uh, $400 a month, we're this, for those of you who haven't subscribed yet, we're going to do a big party in New York City. We're right? going to have a yearly, should we call it a convention? It's almost like Convention, yes. Like Comic-Con. Yes. Lost in America Con. Yes. Loser Con. <laughs> Loser-Con. Loser-Con. That's good. Loser lands. I don't know. We're $132 away from that, Cap. From we, You and I host it. It's We do a live podcast at a comedy club. We have a happy hour before or a drinks after. We haven't decided we'll exactly something. yet. Yeah. Maybe a Depending. reality tour. Maybe we take people around New York City. We go to the Friars. Maybe we go all over the place. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. What we haven't planned it all out yet. We're doing something is the point. But so, the point is, it's on us because we're starting to make a little money. And it's over only there. for Patreons, though. You got to be a patron. None of you. I don't care how many free episodes you listen to. You're not coming to our party. None of you gin poppers. Yeah, exactly. Zero so, percent. Now, and, and, and you're and you're also missing out on like when Turner says, "How you doing?" If this is the Patreon show, I would have launched into a whole story about another fight I witnessed in my park outside i see parks every day but i don't you know i don't know i give them these stories to the free people you so see listen fights to every day yeah i'm people it's boiling over people are like a, a soccer ball gets kicked by accident innocently by a kid and hits somebody who's walking by tensions are so high that the woman just loses it and starts screaming i guess i am telling so the woman just loses it, starts screaming they gotta kick the soccer ball and yells you what are you fucking doing and then a little girl rides by on her bike and then the girl yells at him, look what you made me do. You made me curse in front of a little girl. Like she's blaming the soccer guy. That's how tense everyone is right now. It's always between people walking dogs and not You dogs. made me. I, I believe the kids call that gaslighting, Kathleen. That's gaslighting. If I'm it was using fantastic. it correctly. You made it was me really, do this. this you made me curse because the soccer ball accidentally hit her. Oh, my God. Uh, that's how tense everyone is in Long Island City. So we're tense. And every day on the pitch and show, I unload a little bit of the tense. I give it to people, so I give you the stories. What's going you on? You unload your frustration onto others. I, I pass it along. Exactly. You pass it and, along. Cap. And we, we have, have important Turner business. Sitting there chilling in Arlington. Yes. What's I'm going chilling on? Chilling in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, we have important business to get to, Kaplan. We've talked about this on the Patreon show. We have, and we've talked about it on the main show. We have Red Circle, who is this company who's helping us to get advertisers for this show. But in the meantime, they have this idea. 
um, before we get advertisers, we can pick a podcast partner. That means another podcast that we maybe record a little ad for them. We send it their way. They record a little ad for us. They send it our way. We advertise their show on our yeah. show. They advertise our show on their show. And we see quid we can, pro quo. Yeah. If we could quid, quid pro quo as our president would call it. And we'll see if we can um, cross pollinate our listeners. Mm. So what I thought we should do today, I, I sussed through it all. Cause there's hundreds of podcasts over there. I picked the top five, Mm, and you and I can decide which ones to go for. Now, I realized immediately some of these are below us. Mm. And I mean, they don't have as many listeners as us. Frankly, well, do we want to help them out? Frankly, they're not as good as us. These, we have, but we all, there's also some that are above us. If we get so many subscribers, they might get double the amount of we do. So I wanted to put it at, and then some are right at our level. So much like applying for college, I wanted to set this up where you pick the schools you want to go to. You okay. have a dream school. You have a dream pod. Okay. That you're just applying to aspirational. Yeah. And then you have your safety school. Safety There's, school. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go like, through uh, these one by the one. University of Miami was your safety school or your dream school? It was my, I think I can get in school. <laughs> yeah. My dream school, I think, was Boston College. I'm glad I didn't go. I didn't get in. Wow. I wouldn't have gone there anyway. I can't stand that whole region of the United States. Okay. Yeah. That would change everything about you. Everything about me. <laughs> Um, let's go. Here we go. First one. And I want you to give me some feedback. First school. There's a, I mean, first podcast, there's a podcast called Connor wanders mm. hosted by someone named Connor Moore. Oh. It says from politics and current, uh Oh, from politics yeah, well, and yeah. current events to book reviews and topical rants. Connor lets his imagination and his mouth run wild. Mm. Now, my first that- thought here is this too, this is too close to us. I don't think we want to do this. Yeah, do you know this guy, Connor Moore? Have you heard of him? Is he a comedian? I don't know. No, I don't know who this is. This is just Red Circle had suggested him. Maybe you'd want to do it with him. He has about the same amount of listeners as we do. But I think let's skip this one because... uh, I don't like anyone named Connors, frankly. Good point. I have one for Connor (laughs) Nolan. He's a nice guy. Besides him, everybody's out. Every other Connor. Oh, Connor. His name's Connor. I thought, okay. Connor Wanders. Yeah, but I don't think it's good because we don't want people listening to something that's like us. What, so no. What I'm, if he? What if he has a better imagination and a wilder mouth than us? Exactly. Don't we want, don't want we a wilder don't want to lose mouth. People. No. No. We don't want anyone better than us. Let's they be call honest. us we the want... wildest mouth in the West. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So next one up, winning cures everything. Now this is a sports co- podcast, and after I went through Connor Wanders, I says the rest has to be sports because. We don't do sports, but I think right. sports people would like us. Also, here's the thing. There's another section for politics, and I skipped that because I think if you listen to a politics podcast, you're probably smarter than us, and mm. you don't want to get your politics from us. Interesting theory. But if you listen to sports, you're probably dumber than us, and if you would think <laughs> we're smart by getting your politics from us, you think, you know, it's like the people who get their politics from the punk bands or from yeah. the daily show with Trevor Noah. Those people are our morons. Well, they think they're smart though. Yeah. But then they think those people are smarter than them. But if you actually right. are smart, you look at those people and you're like, Oh, these people are idiots. So we're going to stick with sports people and try to draw them in. So yeah, here's, here's I think it's a similar option. demographic. Yeah. So here's one. It's called winning cures. Everything. This is their description. We do picks, previews, sports, and guide talk with Gary Seegers and Chris mm. Gianni Giannani. These guys focus on college football, the NFL and sports gambling, but the conversation hits on all sports in the off season, along with whatever topics are interesting. What do you think about that cap? Well, I, First of all, their title, I don't know, Winning Cures Everything. It's not very catchy. But um, I, I, 
don't think we should. I normally would be like, yeah, a gambling partnership could be good. But I'm thinking more short term. Maybe we circle back down the road. But short term, I mean, there's no sports right now. So I can't imagine what they're even. T- I mean, unless they can come up with like, uh, what are the countries? Belarus, who we're going we're gonna to talk about later. Um, there's one, Nicaragua, soccer. Uh, there's you Korean the, baseball. The places if that are still having sports. If they can be experts in those things so I can gamble and make some money, then then they have something to give me. But I don't know how many people, other people are big enough generous that are listening to that. So I feel like they're, they're not, they're not going to help us right now. They're going to help us maybe down the road. Maybe, but let's keep going because a lot of the rest of these are sports. So we don't want to nix this whole idea immediately. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but I think this. this will be homework for our listeners. Go listen. Let's all go listen to Winning Cures Everything. We'll come back next week. And all you right. guys can, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can email us directly. You have the email address. We can decide together if we like this show or not. Okay. Next okay. up, Cap, the Texas Water Polo Podcast. Ooh, now this I like. This one's specific, but I looked it up. They have about the same amount of downloads as we do. So they're doing something. Right, and we don't have we don't have we're we're not anything small with the podcast market. We're doing all right. So this says all things water polo in the Lone Star State, brought to you by the creators of Total Water Polo. <laughs> Here's a couple things I like. One, it's in Texas. We've already established that's a good market for me. Texas yes. loves me. I love Texas. Yeah, okay. the great state. Number two, great beautiful people. It might become its own country. I might move there. I might need to zero in. Right. That's all for that. Let's put the, put a pin in that. Let's keep going. Next up, these are suggested by Red Circle to us. The Coes and Brew Show. The Coes and Brew Show is a weekly NBA podcast, including fake sponsors and sketch comedy, brought to you by NBC Sports' Aaron Brewski and Cozy Chinayani. Now, can I tell you why I brought this one up, Cap? Fake sponsors? Because I've been listening to Aaron Brewski's podcast for like three years. Oh, I am familiar with this show. And Aaron Brewski is from Sacramento. He lives in Sacramento. He covers the Kings. That's a good one. This is his NBA wide podcast, but he is a Kings guy. I think we can get a lot of crossover (laughs) Sacramento people. All right. We open our show by saying, uh, uh, yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, what do we say? Something. I Sacramento. pump up. You know, <laughs> I will pump, pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, yes. You don't know. So that could be good. Okay. I like that one. Okay. Last option: Trumbull Dads. <laughs> I looked this up. This is a real podcast. Now, Trumbull, Connecticut. Dads from Connecticut. Wait, is Joe Garrix on this pod? Joe Garrix is from Trumbull, Connecticut. Yeah. If he's not on this pod, this sh- he should be. Dad's from Connecticut talking NFL. Oh, he's not, he's not a dad, I guess. And the kid's playing soccer. Now, I think this is out, but I think we should give this one to Joe Garrix. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, any podcast that is, talks about kids playing soccer and their kids playing soccer, Ooh. I mean, this is, this is huge crossover potential. As someone who, I mean, I was supposed to coach yet another season of Teddy Soccer this year. It, got, it unfortunately got canceled. Um, unlike, unlike other sports just suspended their years, our season was canceled. Yes. So the dreams, uh, uh, but I am dreaming of a day down the road where I'll be coaching soccer again. I have a lot of experience. So I feel like we have some crossover, uh, you know, maybe I can be on there. I could get some tips. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You could be a guest. All right. Well, let's put, let's, so these are the ones we're going to save. I, yeah. I, and I like the Texas water polo. I would like to save them too, because it's so random. Like, I don't know anything about water polo. I find that educational. But and would their listeners like us? I think so because uh, what, what is a water polo? I don't know. What, what do you think a water polo listener is like? Well, we talk about – do we talk about water? I mean I drink water on the air <laughs> when we're recording. So there is some. Yeah. Um, I don't I know did, about that. You're right. We don't talk a lot about water polo. I don't know anything. I played water polo like as a kid. 
you know? That was the game where you throw the ball, you're in the you're in the pool, right? Yeah, it's goalie. like Marco Polo with a ball. I think that's where it goes. No, you have goals. You, and you, you have to, it, it pays off to be tall, I think, because it's like you can dominate the deep end. Our high school, Jesuit High School, had, a very, had like the number one water polo team in the state or something, and they were all very tall. That is true. Yeah, you might be a, it might be a douchier audience, though, than we like to I think it might attract. be. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a little bit um, – it's like surfer jock is their mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, lacrosse. Yeah, I don't like yeah, – That's them. not us. That's not, not us. us. So no. let's listen to the Coz and Brew Show – I'm going to stick to them because that's Sacramento. And I genuinely think people might already know me who listen to that show as a fan. Right, listen to that. And I'm listening to Trumbull Dads. Trumbull Dads and Winning Cures Everything. Those are the three. We'll pick one next week. How about that? And, and right, I can yeah. tell you, I don't want to say which is which, but one of these is clearly a reach. One is clearly right on target. And one's a safety school. All right. I think you yeah. can pick. I think you can decide which one Trumbull Dads might be. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give it away. Kaplan, but, Misha Kalen is on the line. Let's oh, bring from him Belarus. in. Patch him in. Patch him in. All right, we're back with Misha Kalen. What's up, yes. dude? How's it hey, going, man? Dude? Hey, uh, the pod. Hey, uh, I'm honored to be here. Misha in Belarus, in Minsk, right? Minsk. Minsk. I knew I would. <laughs> I knew I would pronounce that incorrectly, right? When I said it. <laughs> Minsk. Minsk is my safe word. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's it going over there, man? Ah, uh, well. Uh, Listen, it's it's going well. It's finally warming up. We still had snow. It would snow like uh, occasionally in April, so that sucked. But in terms of uh, the COVID pandemic, man, we're like uh, one of the. We're probably the only country who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. So what? Um, let's start with why. Uh, because our president thinks that you can cure it. Uh, first of all, he's a, he's like a COVID denier, you know, he's like a flat earther. And uh, he thinks that as long as you go out and you like, uh, uh, go out into the field and uh, drive a tractor and you work and you, uh, play ice hockey and, uh, pet cute animals, you're going to be healed. And I swear to God, this is like direct quote basically. I'm paraphrasing, but this is literally what he said oh yeah i believe it we read one of his stories on the podcast a couple weeks ago or what his the big headline was that he believed uh saunas and vodka vodka. yeah was the cure yeah well lots of people thought saunas like joe rogan uh, was saying that sauna (laughs) might jimmy schubert jimmy schubert on our (laughs) show a couple weeks ago agreed with the president of belarus and what did he do? Did he have you guys, did he have free saunas for people? Like, could everyone come to a sauna for free, let poor people in, everybody? A lot of people have saunas, you know, oh. living in the countryside. And we have, like, public saunas, which is, you know, obviously a terrible idea. But I guess <laughs> sauna is it's hot. generally good for you for, like, uh, keeping your uh, immune system sort of better, right? Uh, so I guess maybe it works like that. Because, I mean, it's a very complicated issue, right? Like those uh, uh, machines that ventilate your lungs, you know? At first, people are like, hey, let's put everybody on them. And then we're like, oh, shit, they kill people, you know? 
And then it's like uh, masks, <laughs> they save you, right? But if you wear uh, a mask for too long, it's actually, it's got a bunch of germs and you're more likely to get sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, that's they, what they say. They were telling us a month ago or two months ago not to wear masks. They're like, do absolutely do not. And then they, exactly. just, they just flipped. Yep. And they're like, now everyone right. needs one. Well, they were so they were saying that, yeah, that we were taking them from healthcare workers who needed them and we were we didn't need them. It didn't prevent. And they realized, oh, whoops, it should help. Per, well, you know, well also, uh, right. And I, you can wear the uh, N95, those 3M masks that we used to wear uh, in China all the time. I don't know if you did, but... During the small times, during the AQI 300 plus, we would wear those all the time. So I was quite well versed and I knew that, you know, those, they like, uh, basically all the tiny, tiny particles do not come through. So those might protect you from the virus actually going in. But those other just cloth uh, masks, they just kind of protect others from your spit and everything but hey in belarus nobody wears any of anything yeah <laughs> is that true Did, no one wears a I mask did, i mean like 20 percent of the people you go out into the street and, and honestly when it was like uh, 150 people uh infected more nobody. people w- wore them than now it's like fifteen thousand, and everybody's like ah we're just gonna fucking die whatever <laughs> And what about the vodka? Is everyone was everyone taking up uh, his advice and getting drunk, and or is it just normal? <laughs> yeah, but that's like nothing has changed. You know, yeah. Belarus. If you look at the um, uh, countries uh, who drink the most, we are we are always tied with Moldova for number one. <laughs> Moldova is that yeah. even a country still? That's a country. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a country. I mean, there's there's a part of it that's still like part of the Soviet Union. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's complicated, but yeah, for sure. So, what is daily life like? Is it just exactly the same as before? Uh, pretty much. I mean, listen. Uh, for instance, today I barely uh, I have a little shop downstairs in my apartment building, so I go out there, and I, I mean, I am a responsible citizen of this planet, you know. So <laughs> I do my part, you know. But I do have to go out because my ex-wife, who's a great friend of mine, you know, but she's uh, she's a teacher, and now she has to teach remotely. So I have to babysit. She's got like a three-year-old baby. Who's I mean toddler whatever is that your is that your baby no 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 <laughs> but but she's my goddaughter but uh, uh, and also my son who's twelve now by the way and wow. but he's you know he's giant wow. uh, Turner saw him when he was probably was like also tiny like I knew five him when he six. was like two three four five years old yeah exactly now he's twelve he's like a skater and everything you know <laughs> yeah so what's, I mean is he what's he doing is he in school or is school canceled no uh, school. Uh, uh, some schools they force you to go to school. Our school <laughs> force you to go to school. I swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah. And and I, I'm moving to Belarus. <laughs> many people, uh, many do people guys, do that. Do you guys have a right of return? Because we uh, the Kaplan's turn. I don't know if you know this. Belarus is where I'm from. Oh, oh the, for real? The Cap, well, it wasn't called Belarus then, though. It was before it was a country, but that area, the world. Right, that, right. That's yeah. where the Kaplinskis are for. Yeah, so maybe I can come back there. I don't know. It wasn't in Minsk. I don't know what town we were from, but I got to look that up. But maybe we can come. Yeah, I just, I'll go anywhere to put the kids in school. That's my point. I got to get <laughs> Dude, out of my house. Hey, you you got to come for like the soul searching. You know, Adam, <laughs> uh, Adam Levinson, he, he did that in Ukraine. He's uh, been on I our podcast, the Adam yeah. Levinson, the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, do do that thing that he did. We had a lot of fun in Odessa. So you you can do the same. I'll show you around, man. Nice. If we're, if we're not all dead and everything, you it's know? like the only place in the world where you can go to like bars, right? I mean, is there anywhere else to right now? The best best nightlife in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. But listen, it's getting pretty dire uh, oh. because mm. yeah, I think as of uh, this week or like late. Le- Last week, we kind of we, we started breaking some records. But listen, officially, our uh, death statistic is very low. Oh, that's all that matters. It's official. <laughs> official. I go by the official numbers, not the fake news. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, so the uh, official sort of story is that we test so damn much, and that's why <laughs> the numbers are high, you know? But the death rate is low. It's like 100 people. Oh, well, I saw amazing. that. I, I looked up the numbers right before we started. It was 17,000 cases and 103 deaths total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... That's like, amazing. I mean, it's killing it. Well, but people say, hey, uh, you know, some people die of pneumonia and everything. And it's true, you know? So, it, uh, you know, yeah. that's Correct how it is. works. Yeah. yeah. People get more people get eaten by sharks. People get thrown out of windows every day. Nobody shuts <laughs> nobody closes up windows. I mean it gets rid of bands windows, so Exactly. Exactly. So what's, your, what uh, what do the people think? Like do people believe this idea that there's only hundred and three and that it's not a big deal? Or are people like masking up? Oh, you said that people aren't masking mostly. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh if you sit in the, the progressive part of Twitter verse of Belarus. Mm. Belarus Everybody. and Twitter. Belarus has a progressive Twitterers? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like three wow. people. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not moving. Yeah. But listen, it's the same as, uh, you know, they're kind of like the Democratic Party in the United States, you know? So they, uh, they're they very militant, you know? And if they see you without a mask, they'd be like, hey, where's your mask? You know, these people, right? Oh, yeah, the so they're at home. Is. Yeah, so, uh, but those are the sort of it people who work remotely and they don't really okay. shit, you know the it people <laughs> yeah because uh belarus is called if you didn't know it's the it nation oh <laughs> what? really I thought that was, yeah. for europe or for eastern europe or yeah but it's mainly outsourcing so silicon valley outsourcing uh, is outsourcing all their uh, engineering engineering work to uh, belarus and other eastern european countries so they're not uh, doing like anything India. in silicon valley because it's expensive. Come on, you know, an engineer, you got to pay him like 300,000 a year minimum, you know, maybe two, two or 300,000 here. You can get the same quality of work for 50 K and the person's going to be super wow. happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good living, right? 50 K is amazing living. My apartment is amazing. And I pay $500 a month, dude. Wow. I mean, listen, Kaplan and I are both um, on welfare. I haven't even qualified yet. (laughs) So 50K a year would be amazing in New York City for us right now. I've been denied. My brother, Tyler, yesterday, Tyler. Our welfare is more than that, though, if you get it. If you can get it, yeah. If you get it, it's like 66K a year if you add it up. Yesterday, Tyler Sparks was talking to me. He's like, hey, we need to go in. I found a house down the street. We can go in and buy it together. I'm like, how can I qualify for a housing loan? I can't even qualify for welfare. Yeah. Dude, at least you're uh, living your dream, you know, because I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a sales guy, you know, like I do sales for a startup, you know, that's for a comedian. It's I, actually it's kind of fun for a comedian. It's fun. If I yeah. wasn't a comedian, I would think it sucks. So but, can, you, uh, can you do comedy right now? No, okay. uh, that's no. where they that's where they drew the line. No comedy. 
Everything else goes. Well, all the mass. Uh, we still have, uh, ironically, we still have uh, like soccer matches. So soccer matches are cool, but yeah. it's it's empty, right? And can you uh, give me a tip on who should I be gambling on? Because I'm jonesing to bet, and I see Belarus soccer listed on my site, but I don't know anything about it. So you got to give me some tips. So who- uh, uh, let me follow up uh, on that okay. because uh, I'll check. I'll I've check the some- lines. <laughs> It's the only sport in the world you can gamble on right now. Exactly, yeah. But I've got some real pros who know uh, their stuff, you know. I don't want to lie to you, you know. Okay, good. I, but I can get some insider tips, you know. And are you are you people wearing – we saw this our story about how earlier in the month people were, like, paying – they had mannequins at the games, and you would, like, put a mask on. You're, you could pay to have your own face put on a mannequin. Oh, really? I, uh, I'm no. not aware of that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> then you can say you went to the game, basically, when they, when they pan around the crowd. They show your face and no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but it looks pretty empty. And honestly, you know, all the basically comedy stopped is because people stopped going. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, and the crowds here. This is like the state of comedy prior to COVID thing was amazing. Like uh, if in uh, Shanghai and Suzhou, if we had like ten people, that was a crowd. There, if it's ten people, we cancel the show. You know. And I have to tell everybody, it's like, no, 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 let me at least do, like, my set, and then we'll go, you know, because that's a waste of my evening, no. I mean, in New York City, if there's two people, you'll do a show. Exactly, and that's yeah. what I would do, and that's how we used to do it, right? Yeah, but here, Yeah, but here, if somebody does, like, a, a, you know, the headliner, you know, they just do their own show, and they're like, ah, shit, kind of sucked, just 50 people showed up, you know? Wow, that's pretty good. So <laughs> yeah. comedy's canceled just because... It's, the government didn't cancel anything. It's just like, like if you wanted to put on a show tonight, you could do it or no? Uh, it might be like as of recently, you cannot uh, have uh, like mass gatherings. But actually, I think it's still up to 50 people is fine. Oh. But it's just, uh, yeah, but it, uh, people are just responsible. So they just don't go. And honestly, uh, my first show that I was running, uh, I was supposed to do it on the 20th of March. And we canceled it, even though we didn't have to. But I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. And we already like pre-sold uh, fifty plus tickets. You know? Wow, you're not interested yeah. in just killing people so you can uh, yeah, try kinda. a new punchline. <laughs> That's very yeah, progressive I, of you. I'll be killing literally. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> we know your corner of Belarusian Twitter. That you're hanging out on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. You get judged. Uh, so, you know, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm scared. I'm just uh, a slave to the public, you know. So you're so opinion. Cap, go ahead. <laughs> no, so, but things are open. They just have to be small gatherings, like stores uh, and restaurants. and. Yep, yep. Most, uh, some, some of them are closed, but it's uh, mainly, some of them are closed down. Yeah, it's their choice. Oh, mm. this is uh, the real uh, libertarian approach. Yep. <laughs> Kaplan, what well, do you think, if they made it, like the choice of the person in the United States, the choice of the small business to close or open. What do you think? How, what percentage well, would stay closed? Well, that's the thing. Everyone wants to reopen and we have all these protests here. I don't know if you've seen, but the, uh, a lot of them are, they could open, but they won't have any customers. Like cause most people don't want to go like a second. They would go to a place if there was nobody else in it. But the second they see a crowd, they're not going to go to a place and thus, I don't. I think a lot of places would stay closed because they're not going to be able to make a make money. I'm going to say you know, the, the opposite. I say that the, the second you give small businesses a chance to reopen, a hundred percent are reopening. It depends America. on what the. I you know, 
they would want to reopen, but I just don't know. They might go out of business. I mean, I've seen places are going out of business, you know. Kevin, like, can I tell you, I have on good authority that there are currently hair, women's hairdressers around mm. the United States right now that are opening and they're doing speakeasy style. They're like right. they're putting newspaper. Well, that's that's a high. Women need women need haircuts. They're that's putting the most na- newspaper thing. over their windows saying closed, and then they have a back door, and you can go in the back mm. door. This is how Misha and I used to have to do comedy in Suzhou. <laughs> so there's no one knows about it. You enter through the back door. They email you directly and say like, "Hey, we're gonna be. You can come this day." But it's like, don't tell anybody. Don't forward this email. It's literally how we used to sell tickets <laughs> to our comedy shows. And, and, I, and now, now they pour you a shot of whiskey like into those fancy barber shops. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. My bar- I can tell you 100% of businesses where the owner has children at home will, will open up the second they're allowed to get the hell out of the house. Just but, to get away. Dude. Yes, to get away, even if there's no customers. So what's the, what's the population roughly of Belarus? Uh, Nine million. Nine million and 17,000 cases. I mean, that's not... It's not a lot, but it's a reported case. But it's uh, yeah, exactly, and we do a lot of testing. Supposedly, we do way more testing uh, per whatever uh, than in the U.S. I think because in the U.S. for a while you had a real problem with uh, with testing, right? Yeah, they wouldn't even do it. They couldn't yeah. even get them. But now we're now we're climbing. I mean, no, New York, New York's gotten it together. We do a lot of testing in New York. I don't know about the rest of the country, but it's state by state. Yeah. So that's another question. Is this? Um, the real issue in America right now is that nothing's being decided for the whole nation. Every state just decides what they want to do. And as you right. know, having lived here, there's no nothing blocking anyone from moving, going, walking from one state to the next state to the next state. So it's never yeah. any, is Belarus. Well, there's no real restrictions, but would Most, they be st- nationwide if there was anything? Right. But honestly, uh, our Belarus is not densely populated. Like okay. I, I kind of see what they're getting at because I can go outside in the evening and not see anybody. Like social distancing is real easy because it's just uh, our streets are huge. It's like those wide sort of avenues and everything. It's not like China that you like at 4 4 a.m. The streets are bustling. You have to jump over a baby. There's some grandma with her vegetables. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, It's it's not like that here, you know? Uh, And even uh, you can take the subway. The subway, people kind of space out. Uh, So, you know, you can theoretically, like you put on a mask, have gloves on and ride the subway for a few stops. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's uh, that big of a deal. And you live in the middle of the major city, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. And other, like, smaller cities is uh, just way more uh, like that. You know, villages and everything, you know, there's... You live in the field. And it's kind of like when I lived in in the south. I lived in Arkansas. I mean, I don't see how you can quarantine there because all the towns there is just a crossroad and it's like Sonic... Burger King, Wendy's, and then like people just live all over the fucking forest and shit, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. drive away. That, that's America, <laughs> right? <laughs> so what's the point, you know? Right. The bigger <laughs> problem is the cities in America. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why there's such a divide. What people think we should do in America? If you live out in the middle of nowhere, you're like, we need to reopen back up. There's, it's yeah. insane that I'm closing my hairdresser in the middle of the forest. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you're in the middle of New York City, you're like, you think those people are crazy. You know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what um, has, because, uh, you know, like economies around the world are getting decimated right now because they're closed, mm-hmm. but Belarus mm-hmm. isn't closed. Are you guys climbing? Is there any reports on like how it's doing compared to the rest of the world? It doesn't matter because we don't do shit. The, our economy <laughs> is basically we get a cup of Russia's economy and that's it. 
They give us some oil and we resell it. They for, give you a cut. <laughs> yeah. They, they basically, and their economy is all oil based. So they just uh, take the oil out of the ground, they sell it, and they give us some, some of that cash. Well, that's, and that's not what great we live for on. right that's now. That's not good right now. Yeah. It's kind of a bad time to be in the oil game. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So we're all do you, fucked. Do they give you <laughs> barrels to store in your backyard to try to get the price? <laughs> do you have, like, hey, hey, I honestly, I looked into the the thing, and it's not like oil is free. It's just that money is an illusion. Is that is that pretty much the the conclusion? That oil is free. From? Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> so uh, you can uh, get gas, uh, and it's like, is gas any cheaper? Because gas is not getting any cheaper in America. It's way cheaper. Yeah, I mean, oh, at least where real? I am, it used it's to be under two dollars a gallon here, which I don't know how that translates, but that's really cheap. It used for, to be like four dollars a gallon, and yeah. now it's so it's less than half. It's less yeah. than half Do, what it used to be. Well, uh, we are getting screwed because before that, two rubles, one dollar was two rubles. Now it's two point five. So the oh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we should go to Belarus. Another reason. Yeah, if you've got a bunch of I can throw my kids in. Wait, I can throw my kids in school. I can go to a soccer game. I can uh, sauna, which I can take saunas. Uh, um, I can open up a business. I can we can do a live podcast. We're not drawing more than fifty people. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can live our lives there. We definitely won't draw more than fifty people. No. We'll do a ten person show. Yeah, what do we care? You can find a Belarusian mistress. That's popular. You know, oh. that's something I recommend. <laughs> I think that's allowed in my marriage contract. I think that's allowed. Hey, you don't have to. We don't have to disclose it, man. Come on. Yeah. We'll do it the speakeasy style, baby. Come on. <laughs> going for it. So what about, what do you guys hear about Russia? Because we hear here that, first of all, I was like, no cases ever. They were just reporting like, whoa, Russia somehow is the one country who's escaped mm-hmm. this. Now the cases seem to be ramping up. But is our news the same as your news? Or how does that work? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't take it seriously. And then it all, it was, they kind of followed the, uh, New York and Italy model, uh, when it all, and also listen, uh, Russia and Belarus are very much alike, but Belarus is not as corrupt and we have, uh, more, everything is kind of more well-structured. That's what we're known for, you know, and, and uh, well-organized. Yeah. Like for instance, our medical system is not getting overwhelmed. You know, we can pretty much handle the, the you know, uh, the people coming in and they're not, uh, some regions in uh, Russia are just basically overwhelmed and they become the hubs of infection. That's the, the problem. And lots of uh, doctors are dying. Lots of nurses are dying. Uh, you know, the, there's a doctor who supposedly during the meeting fell out of the window. So people oh. are going insane. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Clumsy yeah. doctors over there. That's how Russia. they solve malpractice in Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually insane. I follow it very closely, and uh, it's just every year it becomes crazier and crazier. The corruption stories, and I could start telling you. You think you know the craziest stuff, but it's it's just tip of the iceberg. Like if I started like unfolding this whole thing to you, you would not believe what I'm telling you. You know. And then can you like is um can the Russian government do they have the ability to come into Belarus and arrest people if they want to, or whatever, however that might work, or is that, uh, are you pretty autonomous? We're now very much more uh, autonomous than we were before. We used to uh, be on the way, sort of, uh, to a uh, unionized, sort of, uh, just basically the same country. 
Uh, we right now uh, we're pretty much the same country in terms of that uh, the borders are open, but we have separate currencies and everything. But uh, I don't need a visa in Russia, for instance. You know, so it, it was pretty lax before. Now I think they closed the border for the time of the the yeah. pandemic. But uh, and we're kind of growing apart because uh, you see, Putin uh, is his new term. He needs to kind of renew his term on the uh, t- uh, on. I think it's 2024, right? We should interfere in that election. <laughs> See, we well, well, that's the thing. Uh, according to the Constitution, uh, right now is his last term. <laughs> that's <know>? funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he needs he needs some kind of game, you know. And at first, people thought maybe we'll create a new country that's like Union of Belarus and Russia, and he'll become the president of that. But uh, our loophole. Yeah, but our president uh, was like, no, fuck that. You know, and so he was like really uh, tough on that. So that's why now in Russia, they're trying to change the constitution. Have you heard about that? Yeah. No, I have not. I, uh, Phyllis, what, spoiler what spoiler alert, they're going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're putting so much stuff in there. They're just kind of like they're freestyling. You know, they're right. putting all kinds of stuff in there. What, is, it, what are some big things? Give us some hits. Uh, that's, uh, for instance, the, the Russian nation is the Asnova Brazusia. It's kind of like, so that the, because, you know, Russia has got a, bo- a bunch of minorities, but they want to make the, the Russians basically the white people. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, right. Yeah. Like, uh, you the know, Russians. like, yeah, the, the real Russians, Russians, yeah, the real, real Russians are going to be the base of the nation, you know? It's, okay. It's, it's ridiculous and racist, you know? Yeah. And then... Uh, and then uh, that constitution basically uh, declares uh, it kind of like restarts his count of presidencies. Ah, so now he's on his fourth term or something like that, and it just kind of like <laughs> we because he was the, didn't he like originally he was the president, and then he actually honored like he went to be like what prime ministers in like the exactly. 2000s. Exactly. Yeah, he's like had a puppet, and then he came back. But now exactly. he's got even more brazens, right? That's how I understand it. Well, so, yeah. now he's afraid, basically. Yeah. He's afraid to give power because as soon as he, he might... gives power to somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, who knows what, what they're going to do, you know? He's right, afraid right. of what uh, the people are going to do with him. What, what about um, – what because what do they tell you – or what not you, but what do they tell – what does it say in the press about where this started? Because there was a thing – obviously, it started in Wuhan – but who started it? For a while, China was trying to say the U.S. military started it. And then, well, yeah, what mm-hmm. they, go ahead. Well, well basically, uh, well, when you listen to, uh, I, don't, I don't do it, but if you just watch the national TV, it's, it's kind of like Alex Jones, basically. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. That's it's your like official watching. TV station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think so it's what, conspiracy TV? Well, yeah, but it's all like propaganda, and they just make shit up on the spot, man. And it it, it sounds as crazy as Alex Jones, you know. What are, so, yeah, what are some of the better theories that they got? <laughs> well, they always blame all their news is uh, how America is trying to uh, like undermine our sovereignty, and then mm-hmm. Ukraine, and they all, all always focus on Ukraine. The Ukraine are fascists, and blah 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 blah, and then uh, America is trying to like sabotage us and everything. So. 
but if you listen to like independent news sources now, yeah, like uh, I mean, I've heard the news that it's uh, like a man-made virus and everything. Oh well, of course, the whole uh, that it the, that it's um, the vaccine is going to have a chip in it, and it's all the five G towers. Oh, that's, well, wait, I, haven't that's that. That. I haven't even heard that's that. That's a good one. one. What is that? Really? Dude, yeah. that's a prominent, dude, that's a very prominent theory. A lot of. So uh, don't take the vaccine. It's going to have a chip in it. How are you going to exactly. put a chip in a vaccine? It's a microchip, man. It's a oh, nanochip. Microchip. Oh, yeah. no. Nanochip. Yeah. Billion dollar idea. They should this do that. This is a great idea. <laughs> and and, and it's, all, it's all invented by George Soros and uh, uh, Bill the Gates. The Jews. Yeah. Bill oh, Gates. The Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, the Jews, for sure. For sure. The uh, Russian Orthodox Church, uh, one of the one of their like extreme leaders, he basically just flat out and said that it's all a conspiracy. He, he said everybody who wants to uh, close the temples, the churches, is is may may he be damned and may he be uh, sent to the and he named the region where the like the uh, Jewish autonomous region in uh, in Russia, uh, Barabijan. <laughs> So oh, yeah. yeah, so he's basically saying this is like a Judeo-Masonic uh, conspiracy, and he called uh, it a nice. pseudo. Yeah, it's a pseudo pandemic. That's that's good word. I saw too, that you know? your president said pseudo, pseudo pandemic yeah. is what he calls it. Yeah, right. It's a pseudo pandemic. Uh, so yeah, and all those five G towers. Come on, you you've got people burning five G towers because that's how it works. You get yeah. a nano vaccine, <laughs> and then but you guys have towers. all the best. You have the best IT people though, so you should be able to crack that if that's the. <laughs> right, but we are uh, our IT people. They just get the requirements, and uh, we, you know, whatever you tell us to code, we'll. You code. have to do it. Yeah. yeah, follow orders. Yeah, follow orders. So it will be interesting. I mean, I don't know if this is uh, the right terminology, but you guys are essentially like, if you're not social distancing, you in Sweden are the guinea pigs of the world right now. Just like, what happens if we do nothing? Yeah. Are, you anno- I mean, are you annoyed, by the way, that you don't get any respect? Sweden gets all the headlines in America. As a country doesn't do anything. Yeah, but they don't. No talk one's about, talking about Belarus. Oh, it's, it's only very, us. We're the only we're very Russian phobic. About, yeah, you guys. I'm glad. Nothing. I'm glad we're under the radar because uh, <laughs> if they start translating his speeches, then uh, Trump is going to be the intellectual. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so your is president doesn't like Putin, but he also is, in his own way, very similar. Is that or no? He's imagine like he's kind of wise in his own ways, but he's imagine he he used to run a collective farm. You know. So he's like a farmer, like a wise farmer. And oh. he's got kind of a way about him. You Where know? have I heard this? Uh, a farmer <laughs> becomes president. Where have I heard this before? Could, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you like mediocrity and you like uh, shitty life. Belarus is, <laughs> That's is, great campaign ad. Yeah. It's the country for, for you, you know. Uh, it's basically a place where they called poverty uh, middle class and people are happy. If, you're make, if you make $500 a month, you're considered well-to-do. And it's not like the stuff is super cheap, you know. I mean, stuff in America, there's nothing cheaper than Walmart in America. I'm telling you. <laughs> in Arkansas. And that's the cheapest stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walmart in Arkansas or like Sam's Club. I think it's the cheapest stuff you can find on the planet, dude. It's cheaper than Belarus. What were you doing in Arkansas, by the way? You were. I, I, I went to a Christian school. With oh. Drew Freilich. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole other topic, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Baptist, was that correct? Baptist? Uh, Church of Christ. Church of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Not of, not of Latter day Saints. But... No. Current day Saints. Current day. Yeah, the current day. Yeah, we're the current day Saints. <laughs> current day Saints. Much more. All right. Well, that's for next podcast. We're going to go into that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Are you guys, um, are you guys having a military parade in a couple of days? Dude, I was just going to say that because yeah. that's the craziest stuff. Because we, yeah. we're, we're fired up for that. We're yeah, excited. Exactly. We want to watch. Seth, How do we watch? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, seriously, man, we're gonna have the fucking parade, man. That means just like flooded the, the streets. It, Usually, you, are flooded with people, man. In your town, in Minsk. Yeah, yeah, in the capital, and I hope nobody shows up, man. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Maybe they're gonna all space them out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because, listen, it's for the, uh, you know, the veterans of the World War II, right? I mean, right. they're like 100 years old. They're like the top of the... Uh, they should not be... Yeah, those... If anyone who's alive still who's a vet from World War II should not be out in the public with a lot of people. Those are the number one... Yeah. I mean, yeah. or not even... I, if if it's they like are out irony. in the public, they should have a lot of vodka in them to make sure yes. they don't get it, right? They, they yeah. should put them all in a sauna to honor the vets. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the way... They have like a portable sauna. They're gonna just yeah. uh, parade it down the main avenue. So do the you... greatest Belarus generation is invincible. <laughs> so what's, what are the conversations like this? Like with your friends out? I mean, do you guys go to coffee shops and you sit around and talk about do you, how crazy this is, or do you have friends who are on the side? Is it split? Like, do you have friends who are like, no, this is the right thing to do? You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, when you go outside, and sometimes I do, you know, and just kind of like observe people around a lot of them are like shaking hands and you see a lot of that around uh, very few people and you know they look progressive they look like hipsterish and everything they look like they you know invented rock and roll i don't know invented <laughs> <laughs> rock right? and roll yeah you, you see some cool person you're like are you dumb are you you know why am i wearing why am i wearing a mask are you, do you are you not aware of what's going on and listen i understand when it was like 150 people I was also like, I was wearing a mask, but I was like, yeah, you know, it's a hundred people. But then it's like a thousand, I'm panicking. And then it's like 5,000, now it's 17,000, you know? And it's, now they're adding like almost a thousand a day and there's no uh, plateau in, in sight. Yeah. So I'm panicking, you know, now I'm not going out at all. And but if, like, I look outside, people seem to be having fun, you know? Well, we've talked about this before in the podcast. The weirdest phenomenon that we've had over this whole thing is when, like, Ye and I quarantined on March 10th, I think, mm -hmm. for about 10 days to two weeks. And then we just, you assume when you're inside your house all the time, you assume everyone else is too. And then yep. you go out on the street and it's like the craziest mind warp to be like, wait, none of these people care? I thought everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. cared. Yeah. Well, dude, how, how is it in the States? Like in New York City, if you go out on, on the street, a lot of people are not wearing masks. Is that? I mean, Kaplan's there right now. No, um, it depends. It probably depends on your neighborhood. Like you're in my neighborhood, most people are wearing masks. Uh, I heard somebody told me yesterday they drove through Harlem and like nobody was wearing masks. She also told me that in her neighborhood in Astoria, which is kind of like to explain it, she said it's a kind of Trumpy kind of neighborhood. Nobody wears masks there either. Trumpy neighborhood. So it's like a combination of like, yeah, it's like the, basically the white people who are like progressively the same people you're describing. They're all wearing masks and like, but everyone else is like sort of hit or miss. Some are, some aren't. The police are going around though now and handing out masks. And like they, well, they can't make you wear them, but they sort of like, they sort of guilt you into wearing them. They sort of, so 
But see, but see, in Russia, they didn't take it seriously, and then they uh, created this quarantine, and it's kind of harsh, you know. And now you see videos of cops just attacking people. Yeah, like I want to watch those videos. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, dude, check it out. There's one, uh, a really good one, a SWAT team, uh, five people with like Kalashnikovs and shit attacking a fisherman, <laughs> an old fisherman. <laughs> that's right. awesome. I swear to God, I I've swear already, to God. I've been saying for uh, two months now on this podcast that I think. If you want to get everyone inside in America, in New York City, you go up to, drive up to a basketball game and the cops just shoot five people. That's all. Just shoot five. Everyone will go inside and it'll I don't be think over. I understand how free society works. <laughs> Listen, there's, you got to bring, well, we're, in a, we're in unprecedented times, Kaplan. You got you to bend yeah, sometimes. Kaplan, yeah. I mean, uh, Misha, last five minutes, though, because I know you have to run, but I want to ask you about stand-up, the stand-up scene and how it's going for you as a comedian in uh, Belarus, because you started with us, and we all started together in China. You were doing comedy almost every day, but you were doing it in English, and then you went <laughs> back and started doing it in your mother language. Yeah. was that? It was a, it was a huge it was a switch you know basically I became all of a sudden not so good but the thing is uh, there's no competition there's like twenty comics man and uh, you know maybe there's fifty people who would call themselves comics but still like our uh, open mics if we have like twenty people signed up uh, for an open mic that's considered too many you know yeah. usually it's like 15, 12, 15 or something you can get enough stage time so I started kind of uh, developing quite fast and. Just because I had that uh, Shanghai Suzhou experience, uh, I kind of I had to basically start thinking like my people and start because nobody gives a shit about my China experience. Did you find that to be true? I found the first year or so, yes, and then I got basically I feel like I got better and I got to a point where I could well not only that I got to understand American culture better and got I could it. figure yeah. out what exactly. they would be interested in and what they exactly. would not and then I could yeah. twist it into that yeah but you know remember like a joke about I that would kill in the Shanghai because here they don't care they'd be like and if you say that you had a, like a lady like a cleaning lady they're like fuck you well the that's the other thing, thing like are, making know? fun of yeah. your maid is like a big part of comedy yeah. in china oh yeah, yeah. but yeah, in yeah. america you can't do that because it's like well yeah you that's crazy maid. yeah, well, yeah. It, depends, it depends where you do it i guess i mean kaplan yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends on yeah, where you it, do it yeah. but it's like real bourgeois right and mm -hmm. uh in china it was just a normal thing and we all felt good about it because we're employing somebody right and we're nice to them and everything well we were just trying that's, to get a laugh any way we could that's how i feel <laughs> and turner makes fun of me for having a cleaning person in it <laughs> but uh, honestly the uh right before COVID, the infrastructure like the, uh, the 2019 was really great we had uh you can go to like two or three sometimes open mics a night and uh, you can have shows and uh, people uh, like can tour and everything. And honestly, if you want to have, uh, if you want to make like five hundred dollars, you can do it. You know, uh, which is so what you say some people make in a month. Exactly. Yeah. You make so, that no, a night. I'm, no, 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 not a night. I'm oh, saying if saying... you want to make the standard Belarusian wage, you can do it. Uh, that's good. Doing stand up. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I, uh, <laughs> come on, that's not. <laughs> what kind of life is that? You know what I mean. I'm I'm spoiled now. Uh, and, you know, I, I work with a startup. And basically, if you have uh, a job where you work for an American company here, you're kind of, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're well considered well to do.
Yeah. And so I'm kind of still uh, in between. I was almost tempted to like do it full time, but also it's not like, uh, you know, I would spend my time wisely. Like I have plenty of time, you know, my worst enemy is like my alcoholism and my procrastination, you know? Sure. That's all of us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for now I can, I can kind of do both and I'm trying to do both. And as you know, I started writing uh, short stories in Russian. Now I've got like an editor that, I'm kind of so I'm doing a lot of like content creation and everything and uh, uh, the good thing is not a lot of people doing it and the people who are doing it some of them are not very good like I I so wanted you to kind of see it and I wanted to like look at it through your or like Andy's eyes because uh, you I hope you would see it the way I see it too there's a lot of hack you know a lot of people who I mean comedy here is like what 20 uh, like 18 to 25 year olds do so it's a completely different vibe you know yeah okay so and my stuff like I try to be like Delaney Bruce of Belarus you know what I mean like (laughs) right I'm the you might be after this podcast you might get arrested we'll see yeah yeah dude I I got arrested twice not for stand-up though but like disorderly uh well, I got taken into the police Wait, station. Wait, what? Can you Wait, give us what? a quick story? I know <laughs> you yada, 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 that. Just, yeah, just talking shit uh, to like an undercover cop and everything. Oh, I was that with a count. But I was doing kind of like my stand-up thing, you know? And uh, he didn't think it was funny. Wait, you were on Wait. stage? No, I wasn't. I was at this... Uh, uh, I basically started... Uh, my. I was with a friend, right? And my friend was sitting on the ground. We we're kind of drunk and everything, you know? And we we're in this... Uh, uh, like public place but you can drink there and this guy just comes and starts uh, telling her to get up and everything and i go who are you and he goes like oh yeah i'm undercover right now but i'm actually a cop and i'm like dude your job is to tell people to get up from the ground you know your life has no meaning i was just uh, talking <laughs> shit like that yeah and then he just uh, we go outside he starts smoking under the non-smoking sign i start uh, uh taking oh. a video of him and i'm like Hey, come on! You're breaking the law too. And he just like gestures to uh, some guy, and there's like, and they already have. It's like a, a place where at eleven there's always like a uh, car that just takes all the drunks and all the, nice. the drunk tank. Let's go, yeah, cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this Belarus. This is the best. It sounds I'm fun. telling you, I'm, I'm so upset yeah. my family left. Dude, you should definitely come visit, and I'll show you that place. It's uh, it's like uh, it's an old Soviet place, and. Uh, all the drunks of the town, you know, they just come and drink there because it's like a public place. It's not a bar. It's more like a store. Are they Soviet style? <laughs> and they're open right now. They're open, just like everything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now they're open. Yeah. Sounds like a very safe environment. Heaven on earth. Yeah, it's heaven on earth. It sounds so. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, as soon as this uh, shit comes back to normal, I'm gonna, you know, keep doing it. And listen, you get a following easy because, uh, like, I've got some people who are interested in my stuff, and they're kind of getting it. And I've got a few like-minded comics so that's cool too uh so we're kind of splitting up into clicks but also we're kind of we respect each other too you know if somebody from moscow talks shit about Minsk, you're like get the fuck out of here get even out of though here, i don't moscow. like these people go back to moscow yeah, yeah go back to moscow you know you <laughs> provincial <laughs> fools you know who, who the fuck are you anyway you know? fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and so i i love my people but within ourselves uh, you know amongst ourselves we can, we can kind of like squabble and shit but uh, you know it's that's i think it's normal that's every scene. but it's a good thing you know th- that's why uh, you know i feel like kfk was much better than uh, the other scene in shanghai where everybody's like oh everybody's great everybody's no, you're not great. Listen, we can say it now. We're long gone. They sucked. Yeah, thank you. I care. Our thank Kung you. Fu comedy had the best club. We had the best scene. 
We also produce comedians who are still working around the world now, where the other one yeah, doesn't. Dude. They've all quit. So this yeah. is a this is a conversation for like three people, but whatever. <laughs> no, the rest hey, of people don't know what we're talking it. about. But dude, this is so refreshing, man. Because sometimes uh, you uh, you can feel so isolated here, you know, because. Uh, People, they think they know stand-up, you know? After three years, they already start headlining and everything, and some of them have never heard of, like, Lenny Bruce or Patrice O'Neill, or they all, they all know Louis C.K., you know? Even though I've never seen a good translation of Louis C.K. And in fact, when I watch him in Russian, I'm like, oh, my God, he's vulgar, and he's... You know, uh, well, jerking so off. Have you seen translates. him? Have you seen him jerking? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> do they? Does the jerking off in Russian? How does that? Yeah, how do you translate that? They were completely fine with it. It was funny yeah. that uh, you tell <laughs> that, that story, and they're like, "What's the problem? What yeah, did you do wrong?" Tough. It's like, okay, but what did you do wrong, though? You know, yeah, a cop was doing that at, no. <laughs> at that bar. Gosh. All right, well, Misha, thank you, man. Hey, how to pay? Hey, I have one one question, real quick. Because you didn't, you, you, I have FC Minsk is facing FC Gorodea tomorrow in soccer. You, you can't give me who do I bet on? Do I go Minsk? Dude, uh, let me talk to my uh, to my right, guy. Get back to me. You, yeah, yeah. I need yeah, some I'll action. I need some action. I'll, I'll give you some tips. For Misha, sure. how do people find you? I know you have a podcast. It's in Russian, right? But uh, just uh, my channel, my uh, YouTube channel, and I'm on Twitter, but it's all in Russian. Yeah, listen, all my content is now in Russian because. Yeah, it's easier. There's no competition. Yeah, so, cool. Uh, I right, will link it in the bottom of this episode. Awesome, awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. Back, uh, sure. We'll talk about uh, you know other stuff. Sounds yeah. good. Great yeah, to yeah. talk to you. We'll see you later. I love you guys. I Thanks love for you. doing the pod. Appreciate love it. Love you too, right. Misha. Stay safe. Bye-bye. All right, Kaplan. Let's get to the news. All right. Play the music. Thank you to Misha Kalen for doing the podcast. That was yeah. fantastic. Captain. He had to run there. The authorities, I think, were at his door. For some <laughs> there. He had to go to a trouble. meeting. Let's just yeah. set the record straight. He had a right. meeting to get to. But uh, that was awesome. I want to um, I want to hear more. Uh, but first, did, new did story. he have to go to a meeting? He had to actually physically go. That's the difference, by the way. I think he had to physically yeah. go to yeah. a meeting. Wow. Yes. And not he had, then the, he had to go to a military parade as well. Oh. So <laughs> first new story of the week comes to us from Time Magazine, Kaplan. Yeah. Um, big news out of Belgium. Officials mm-hmm. say to save the, cato- uh, the country's potato industry, Belgium's must eat more French fries. This is yeah. this is a problem that would go over very well in the household I'm staying in right now. My niece Natalie, that's all she eats: French fries, breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner. Actually, fries. Ruby Kaplan, Ruby Kaplan loves French fries, and she loves them with like show off pasta and French fries. Yes, it's like all white meal or rice and French fries. <laughs> Same here. It can be yeah. anything plus French fries. Yeah, you, yeah, but usually it's pasta. It's pasta with no, maybe cheese, but definitely no sauce. And you know, there's some kids menus that like understand this. So sometimes a kids menu, you'll get like macaroni and cheese, like everything on a kids menu will come with French fries. I've noticed at restaurants when they used to be open, and like you'll be like macaroni and cheese will come with French fries, and you think that's disgusting. Why would they, like an adult would never do that? The I don't kids think, do that. Yeah, they're not children are not thinking children of what think, is this pair best with. Yeah, and that's what the Belgians need to start thinking. Is what I'm trying to say. If well, they want to get their people sense. to eat, it's just give me what I want to eat. I don't care if this goes well with that. Just give me what I want. I want French fries. Yeah, well, I think in Bel- so in Belgium, they're having a, they have too many potatoes basically because of the 
of everyone being on quarantine and people aren't going to their like fancy Belgian French fries, you know, like the palm frites. Have you been to that place in New York or those kind of places? No, come on. The fa- the, these fancy French fries place. This is the problem. Belgian French fries. I don't know how they are in Belgium, but in America, they're like $10 for like a little, I got, cause they put them in that thing that like wrapping newspapery cone French fry. Yes. It's if you put French fries in a newspaper immediately, they, they cost $7 more. Yeah. And if you, instead of ketchup, if you have curry ketchup or like, some fancy dipping sauce, you can charge like $12 for a thing of fries at McDonald's would be $2. Yes. And I think that's the problem. They're being, fa- people are fine with that when they're in like party mode. I'm going to restaurants, I'm living it up. But now that you're in quarantine and you're getting things to go, whatever, you're not going to, why would you do that with French fries? You're just eating frozen bag French fries like everyone else. And so yeah, the whole I would imagine stuff. Belgium French fries in Belgium are probably yeah. not as expensive, but maybe so. Oh, Who knows? You think it's one of those things where we are charging more because we're charging Belgium? I think yeah. anything in America, if you throw a European country's name on it, you can charge mm. double. Everyone knows that. And uh, well, that's what's happening. So, so they need to call them like freedom fries in reverse. The yeah. way we did it. And then people realize it's patriotic. It's patriotic to eat the fries. Yes. Well, uh, what do you think the item that we would need to like that like, we're gonna have this problem with in America? Like this is gonna like patriotic duty to eat. Like, I mean, hopefully it's pork. I really hope it's. <laughs> oh, pork. you're gonna. I have a friend right now who his son raised a pig for 4-H class. Do you do you know what 4-H class is? You're familiar, right? No idea what you're talking about. Are you serious? What does that mean? 4-H class, like army? 4-H. Is that like that? Sounds like something out of the 50s. What's 4-H class? All right, this is what people, you know, not in your fancy-pantsy New York City high-rise apartment, but people who live in real America, what they do is in school, in junior high, in high school, you can join this club where you raise an animal for a whole year with the idea. not a bit. No, the idea, I mean, listen, I I think most people listening to this podcast outside of you and Weber will know what I'm talking about. You raise an animal, and then at the end of the year, you sell it so it can be slaughtered for food. It's a pig, it's a cow, Mm. usually it's a pig, whatever it might be. My friend's son, Scott Kate, he's raised a pig. His son's raised a pig all year. Now you can't sell pigs because none of these, um, no one's at work at these pig these, uh, pig factories or whatever you sell it to, right? So he's trying to now – he's sending out an email being like, does anyone need a pig? But Tip, Typically, you get to keep the money. You know, you sell the pig. Whatever you sell it for, someone cuts it up into bacon. You keep the money. Yeah. The, the, the pro, but uh, two things. One is that isn't, isn't there a shortage, a meat shortage. I was worried about you because Tyson meat plants, they're like – had an outbreak of coronavirus. Yeah, but, but it's, a edge, it's a double-edged knife here because there is a shortage of beef, but there's also a shortage of people. No one's going into work at these pork – I mean, sorry. Oh. Shortage, no one's going into work. So those pork places aren't buying – they're not buying pigs as they used to. So literally, uh, my friend can't get rid of this pig. Now he, he can't sell like, to a private to a person though. Who, oh, because he know how to slaughter it. You got to. You have to know how to pig. slaughter it. So that's what he's doing. He's, yeah. He told me yesterday he's putting out an email just to everyone he knows. Like, does anyone want a pig? Three dollars a pound. You this is like a pig. modern version of Charlotte's Web. Someone like the pig's going to survive somehow. The the spider created the coronavirus. Exactly. Kaplan, last story of the week comes to us from the unit, the Miami hurricane, my college newspaper. I used to your write for the Miami hurricane. We're going to your, your pictures on the wall. I believe in the headquarters there. It's on the wall. Famous alum. Yes, it is very, very much. So uh, I mean, you wrote that expose and highlight. I remember accompanying you for that, right? <laughs> you did. You and, I Miami, to, you and I went to Miami highlight and got drunk on a Friday <laughs> afternoon and gambled on sports. Yeah. 
UM instructor, University of Miami instructor resigns after TikTok, a pornographic bookmark, goes viral. Let me read the rest of this because those are a lot of words that don't seem to go together. A University of Miami instructor was teaching a business analytics class over Zoom and sharing his screen with the students when one student spotted something unexpected, a pornographic bookmark tab describing college girls. This is a bookmark. It wasn't a video. It was a little... Not even a, uh, not even. How do you, a how do you see? How do you see somebody's bookmarks? I, I hope. I don't know, but this guy resigned based off of that. His name's John Pung Jong. But Shout out, John in English is a J H O N G. His last name Jong is in Chinese Z H A N G. But anyway, he's no longer employed at U M. I disagree. I don't. Wait, you have to. You're gonna fire. Well, I'm reading. Guy? I'm reading. The bookmark was busty college girl F U, and then it was cut off. I guess. I, so oh, maybe bu- it was uh, UF. Maybe that's the problem. That it was University of Florida. Yeah, you got to be smart about the porn you're looking at. Yeah, you got to stay te- local. I mean, we're doing our first ever Zoom uh, podcast, and I don't know. Can you see like my uh, bookmarks? Because I may have no. figured this shit out now. <laughs> no. I don't want our fans. No, I yeah, can't. I can not- only see you. So what? Is oh, because about- I'm not sharing a screen with you. So I'm not going to oh. share a screen. No, no, no. That's, definitely don't share screen. That's got to be. I got to see what's up. Let's see. I got Belarus gambling ready for. Yeah, I got. No, I don't. I don't have any porn up. All right, good. What I do guess. you think? Do you think that's a fireable? I mean, he didn't fire. He, he wasn't fired. I think you should be fired for being an adult and having TikTok. No, no. They made a TikTok of it. They made a TikTok of his screen and they shared it. That's what it is. Oh, like they did a TikTok kid... video. Yeah, that's so lame. That's what a, a narc. What's a, what about the snitches? Yeah, this whole. I mean, this whole coronavirus is this is, is breeding. I've been talking about this before. Like, while I'm against people who aren't social distancing, I don't like all the narc culture. It's inspiring. A people generation photos. of narcs. Yeah, and now we're having it narcs on your professor. Your guy's trying to teach you a class. He's trying to make. He, so what's you wouldn't even have known that he likes busty college girls. And what's wrong with liking? They're not underage. As long as they're college age, they're they're above age. How old's the professor? What if he's well, I mean, if they're underage, it, then he should be going to prison. That's a different for a thing altogether. Time. But yeah. he's not allowed to like busty college girls. I mean, who doesn't like busty college? Not to I mention, we're all figuring out technology <laughs> together right now. It took me an hour just to lo- just to start doing this podcast because I had to get a Zoom account. I had to then right. figure out how to share. Uh, how to and he might not know him. anything about text. He might have somebody might have sent him that once. He might be on some chain with some creepy uncle of his. He can't get off the chain. He gets these emails. He accidentally bookmarks it. Who knows? I have an idea. How about instead of getting this guy to resign, this is what I would call a teachable moment. Yes, The professor's been teaching you all semester uh, analytics. Why don't you return the favor and teach him how to not, how to um, be more discreet when he's enjoying himself? Yeah. And if you're going into a career analytics, I mean, you might have to have... Uh, you might have to look at some uh, some porn on the internet sometimes, and you might well, not have the most exciting gonna, job. You're definitely <laughs> going to be working with people of all ages. This thing that college kids don't necessarily understand. Not everyone's going to be your age. Yeah, you're going to be working with a 65 year old person at the, at the cubicle might, next to you who might be a creep on, on his computer, but it doesn't mean he's uh, doing anything wrong. God so bless him. He's not the Zodiac killer. He's just trying <laughs> to have a good time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that so is the that's, podcast. That's tough world we're living Misha in. Misha Kalen, thank you for doing it. Everybody, check me out Friday. This Friday, I'm a Zoom comedian now, as we talked about earlier. So Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be on Zoom. You can get it all at turnersparks.com. You can register. Either hang out Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, or next Monday night, uh, that is May 12th, no, May 11th at 9.15 p.m. Eastern. Either one of those, I'll be doing comedy on Zoom. It's a great time. Come hang out. Cap. 
Are you gonna Are you gonna share any porn by accident? With I the, will with not. The, I will guarantee not doing to do that. Any prop comedy? No. None. All right. That is we'll the check podcast. It out. Kaplan, what should we do? Get lost. Get lost. <laughs>